Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Will Z's here with us. Uh, you can Z. watch the show on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320, youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. If you're watching right now, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the Odyssey app, 1320 AM or 98.5 FM HD2, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate Will uh, for being here with us as always. Will, before we look at tonight, let's take a quick second to look at Saturday. Mm-hmm. What happened? What went wrong? So, it was a, a rare high-scoring loss for the Kings. I know. It doesn't happen much. Mm, um, like you said earlier, 15-2 and two confirmed uh, in you. the 1730-point games. It's Kenny, I know you like the stat. I tweeted it out a little early on Drew's video that he posted. But I think the Timberwolves just had an absurd shooting night for three. On their wide-open threes, they made 13-15. of 15. Which is eighty nine, eighty six point seven percent. It's just a ridiculous goodness. number. Like for reference, the Nets lead the league at like fifty six percent. So like, yes, wide open threes are going to go in at a higher percentage, but eighty six percent. Like it just was a night where the Timberwolves shot way above their average, and they just outscored the Kings. It's not going to happen often, but it's going to happen. This is the NBA. Yeah, and, and and things like that, um, you look at them as an anomaly, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm thinking of like a series, right? And on one end, it's like, okay, they're not going to hit 86% of their open threes for an entire series, right? Mm-hmm. Like They may be able to do it one game and get you one game and maybe even two, whatever the case may be, but they're not going to do that an entire series. On the flip side of that, though, RIP flip side, you know the vibes, mm-hmm. Um you don't want like if you're I'm thinking like playoff series, you don't want a team to start feeling good about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So whereas they may not shoot eighty three percent, but they may shoot fifty one percent, you know, and that may get you beat as well. And I'm talking about with wide open shots because mm-hmm. you know, it's contagious. Once you have a game like you had on Saturday if you're Minnesota, you start feeling good about yourself, like, okay, like we're hot from three. Keep giving us giving us those open looks and you start to feel good about your shot. So when I think about the Kings in the playoffs, obviously, like I said, not 83% um, going down is, is what's going to happen all the time. But you don't want a team that normally might shoot 40% feeling good to the point where they shoot 52% on wide open looks for in a seven-game series. Exactly. And it's all about those adjustments, too, where I think we saw it with the Clippers. Obviously, Kawhi being out, but there's been a lot of – people kind of keying in on the corner threes lately the first clippers game they just torched the kings from the corners which is very reminiscent of uh saturday's game against the timberwolves mm-hmm. it's just those corner three numbers and then the kings come back and play the clippers again and they only shot like eight corner threes mm-hmm. i don't have the numbers right in front of me but there was a huge difference between the first game and the second game in that short stint of time so it all comes into adjustments and that playoff type of atmosphere, like you were saying. But, I mean, don't let anyone get comfortable to begin with. 
which is a good segue into the Pelicans for tonight, who are a very similar kind of build to the Timberwolves. So it's 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 great job, Willsey, broadcast journalist, segueing us to tonight's Pelicans games, and we're talking about all of these threes and corner threes and wide open threes. But what really stood out in your preview this morning, Will, was that the Kings could probably take advantage in a different way tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Pelicans are a good defensive team. They have the ninth best defense, but there's a huge disparity in how they guard the three and how they guard the two. So looking at the Pelicans, they allow opponents to shoot 33.8%. Uh, on three-point attempts, which is the lowest in the league. Mm. Two-point attempts, completely different. Opponents shoot 57.1%, which is the highest in the league. So you see they put a huge emphasis on running people off the line, and that's where it's good for the Kings because they don't have to shoot well from three in order to win, like we've talked about. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Kings really got going inside tonight. You know, one of the things that sticks out with Saturday um, that I continue to say and I continue to talk about um, as we get closer to the playoffs and hopefully, you know, not putting the cart before the horse. Oh, there it is again. With the Kings being in the playoffs <laughs> is um, Minnesota uh, was playing really good defense coming into this game. They, they were they were defending really, really well uh, coming into this game. You see what they're able to do out there with Gobert and McDaniels and Ant-Man mm-hmm. and somebody as crafty like Conley. And the Kings not even – I don't even feel like they play like this great offensive game. Put up 134. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they put up 134 against a team that's playing as good of defense as anybody in the league right now. And when you talk about the Pelicans and, you know, they're uh, – I think, Will, you said they're ninth rated on the, uh, on the defensive end. Once again, the Kings are going to have their opportunities on the offensive end to do what they want to do. It's just a matter of if they come down, they come down and execute, and if they get the timely stops, which they didn't get on Saturday, enough of the timely stops at least. Yeah, and it's so much of <clears throat> I think the Timberwolves kind of again comparing the two teams. The Timberwolves do with Rudy Gobert in there, they do such a good job of kind of defending that middle middle of the court area, the mid-range. They're really good at defending the mid-range. Mm-hmm. And the Kings, I felt like, had that taken out of their flow a little bit in that part of their offense. Um, but I think tonight with the Pelicans, the Kings should try and get further into the restricted area where the Pelicans are giving up 71.7% shooting, again, worse in the league. So, Kenny, like you said, if the Kings can hit on kind of their percentages with anywhere around their averages compared to the Pelicans' averages, they should be able to hopefully outscore the Pelicans enough with that timely defense Mm -hmm. where with a lot of players out, the Pelicans hopefully won't be able to outscore the Kings. Uh, You mentioned the Pelicans being a top defensive team. Is this a... Uh, are are they a like force a lot of turnovers type defense or or what do the Kings need to watch out for on that end? 
Yeah, they like to go for steals. Um, they average 8.6 steals per game, which is the second most in the league. Mm. And they use those to get the kind of quick transition buckets. You said 8.6? 8.6. So 8.6. That's a lot. Damn. Yeah. And they're second, tied for third in the league with 18.5 points off of turnovers. Hmm. So it'll be taking care of the ball, which, again, the similarity, similarities between the Timberwolves and Pelicans. T-Wolves, similar type of aggressive style. The Pelicans don't foul as much, but the Kings only turned it over six times last game. Hmm. So they're pretty good at taking care of the ball. There's been some games where that's been kind of their Achilles heel. But on the season, I think they're right around the middle of the pack in terms of turnovers. So just know that the Pelicans are going to try and be aggressive. They're going to try and get steals and get out and run off of those turnovers. Another difference between the two teams is um, without a guy like Zion, obviously. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure because when I see the listing, I see Valanciunas is being day-to-day. But if he's mm-hmm. not able to go, um, they don't have a guy like Rudy Gobert who is extremely mm-hmm. effective um, either – um, creating a situation where he sucked in the defense to open those corner threes for mm-hmm. Minnesota or just flat out getting rebounds and finishing at the rim on Saturday night. New Orleans doesn't have necessarily that type of guy. I know Jackson Hayes is there. I like the way he plays. But they're also going to be without Larry Nance Jr. So that goes back to your point earlier, Will, of, hey, they should be able to take care of business inside. The Kings should. They should be able to take care of business inside against this Pelican team that comes in a little bit shorthanded tonight. Yeah, and I think Alvarado being out is a big deal for them too. Mm-hmm. He just guy. he's such an energy guy that he just always brings that like Davion type of intensity. It's just more outward energy compared to Davion. He's more like I'm just gonna show up, do my job type mm-hmm. of thing. So Alvarado being out I think is a key thing to look at too. Like it's just all the little stuff he makes you do, makes you work, bring the ball up to half court. Um, it's a big loss for them. And how about Kevin Herter? Uh, you wrote extensively Mm. about how Kevin Herter has been shooting the ball recently and what that means for the Kings. Yeah. And it's not just his three point shot, but looking at from three, he was six of nine last game, three of four, the game before, and he just looks more confident it looks like he's rising up off of those handoff screens from Sabonis with a little more uh, oomph. And he's getting a little more behind his shot, which is great. But his two-pointers, I know I talked about it last time on the season numbers, but in the last 13 games, he's shooting 75% on his two-point attempts, mm. which is a ridiculous number for a guard to shoot. And that's, again, not just at the rim. not That's everywhere from two, mm. 75%. Yeah. Mm. All right. Hey, just make more baskets tonight, guys. So you how about, do how about that? Yeah, just, it, just make a couple more baskets. That's it, it. It, it, all, all kidding, it sounds like the, the, the sneaky biggest thing tonight, don't, don't turn the ball over, which mm-hmm. that's not exactly a groundbreaking Kenny's keys to a Kings victory right there. You could throw that into every game, but they're going to force you into turnovers, mm-hmm. and they're going to make you pay for them. There's no yep. there's no empty calories with these turnovers. Like they're eating off of them. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen it with Sabonis. He typically does a good job with finding the back cutters. If they can take advantage of the aggressive defense from the Pelicans, get some back cuts, make them pay for that style that they play on the defensive end. 
Um, I think the Thunder come to mind the most. And Sabonis always just nearly has a triple-double every game against the Thunder. So use that to your advantage. Yeah. Hey, before we let you go, what did you think of Kessler mm-hmm. Edwards' 15 or so minutes the other night? I liked it. Um, it didn't really jump off the screen um, in terms of kind of what he did, but I just looked up when you guys started talking about it, looked in his advanced ratings for the game, and he had an offensive rating of 169.2, defensive rating of 118.5, net rating of 50.7. All three of those were the best marks on the Kings for the game. Mm. So he clearly made a huge impact. And I think he, Mike Brown so clearly wants that type of player. Mm. Like he searched so much for that defensive wing from um, Maneki to KZ, Dozier, now Edwards. Like it's what makes not getting Jared Vanderbilt hurt even more like mike brown knows what he wants maybe edwards will be that guy um i thought he had a pretty good 14 minute stint or so yeah great stuff will man we appreciate you as always we'll see you uh man we'll see you thursday national tv will z yeah man we appreciate (laughs) you thanks buddy appreciate you guys have a good one